Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I am here to officially announce that it is summer in Arizona. I am sitting in the room that I podcast in. The fans are off, although the air conditioners might kick on. You might hear that. But you're also going to hear water running because we have to water our, our trees and, and stuff like that a little more often in the summertime because it's a hundred and something degrees outside and it's it's awesome. It's awful. It's not awesome. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. This is my least my least favorite time of the year. The next three months, my least favorite time of the year. Oh, it's bad. All right. Uh, enough about the crappy weather here in Arizona. I just want to let everybody know who sent me emails on what to talk about on the Daily Tech News Show in terms of the North American charging standard. I got them. I haven't had a chance to respond to everybody, but I will. I have some time tomorrow that I think I can, which is uh, Sunday, that I think I can do that. Uh, my my week this week has been insanely busy. My week next week will be insanely busy. On the 13th, my daughter's getting braces, and she doesn't deal with, with pain well, so that'll be a long day. And on the 14th, I'll be on the Daily Tech News Show, so please go and subscribe to the Daily Tech News Show if you like technology or if you want to hear me on that show. Tom Merritt and Sarah Lane and the whole team at uh, DTNS are fantastic. You've heard some of the people that appear on Daily Tech News Show on this show, Rod Simmons, uh, Chris Ashley. We haven't had Rob Dunwood on yet. He's uh, He appears over there. He's there. Those three are also on the SMR podcast. Allison Sheridan has been on. Uh, Steve Sheridan has also been on that show. Howard Yermish has been on that show. So, um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. There are a lot of really good people. And if you like those folks on on this show, You'll get to hear them more often on DTNS. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our EV news. Mercedes-Benz is the latest automaker to switch to the NACS standard, or NACS. I don't know if, how I feel about that. It's the, the word sounds dirty to me, NACS. But anyway, we can expect to see the NACS adapter in 2025. The Phoenix Fire Department has concluded their investigation into the three Nikola Trey uh, semi-trucks, battery electric semi-trucks that caught on fire behind Nikola's headquarters. 
The investigators found no evidence of arson. And honestly, I was a little dubious <laughs> of arson. Uh, I'm not saying of the arson claims that Nicola was putting forth. I'm not saying that it's not arson. I'm just saying I felt like that was unlikely. At first, I'll be honest, actually, at first I was like, maybe it was arson. They just did a bunch of layoffs. But uh, when I saw some more videos and had some time to marinate on it, it, I didn't think it was arson. So initially, first day or two, I I was going along the arson route myself as well. So, but no evidence of that. So there we go. Nikola Motors was also awarded $41.9 million in a grant, in the form of a grant, from the California Transportation Commission to build six hydrogen refueling stations for semi-trucks in Southern California. I am laughing because $41.9 million to build six of these stations. I don't know how much it costs to build a hydrogen fueling station, but that's almost $7 million per station. Seems like a lot of money to me. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I have no idea, again, how much it costs to build one of these things. But, yeah, that, that seems like a lot of money. I guess it's not a lot of money if they're producing the hydrogen on site. I could see where that might be the case. I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a really large number for six stations to me. Let's move on to some delivery numbers. Polestar's global deliveries for Q2 2023 grew by 36% year over year. So Polestar delivered 15,800 units in Q2 2023. That's pretty great. Polestar is sitting at 27,900 units delivered total for 2023. So congratulations to them. I've seen more and more Polestars around. My buddy, who is interested in EVs but isn't really interested in EVs, said that if he could afford a Polestar, he would buy one. And he probably could, uh, but he right now drives around a 1987 Chevy Silverado that he bought when he was in high school. (laughs) So, So if he hasn't bought a new car yet, I don't see him buying a new car anytime soon. Let's move on to Rivian. Rivian tripled EV production and deliveries in Q2 2023. They produced 13,992 battery electric vehicles. That's a 218% increase year over year. I mean, last year Rivian was not doing great. This year they're doing much better. <laughs> Still, I wouldn't say they're doing awesome. They're probably not where they want to be, but that that's a good number. They delivered 12,640 vehicles. That's up 183% year over year. So that's great for them. In 2023, their year-to-date totals are as follows. They produced 23,387 EVs. That's up 236% year over year. And they delivered 20,586 uh vehicles, and that's up 262% year over year. So Rivian had a very hard start of it, but it seems like they're hitting their stride. So congratulations to the whole Rivian team. That's awesome. Allison Sheridan passed on this next story to me. Toyota is claiming that they have a solid state battery that can... (laughs) Man, this is such a silly story. That can 
that has a range of 745 miles. It's a solid state battery with a range of 745 miles. That's 1200 kilometers to everybody who's not in the US and whatever other country doesn't celebrate freedom units. They're also saying that they have a 10 minute charging time. That is about the boldest claim. Like I would expect this kind of claim from a company, like a new EV company or a new battery company that wanted to get some press, but hasn't really built anything. Not from a company like Toyota. Toyota. This, this seems so bizarre. First, I would imagine if they had this technology um, and they really did have it working in vehicles, it would cost so much money. It would be cost prohibitive. Like Toyota has fumbled their EV adoption. Like they just haven't handled this whole situation transferring over to EVs very well. Like I think that Toyota engineers are very competent. I'm not a big fan of Toyotas myself, but I have a lot of friends who are Toyota faithful. And you... I've been in their vehicles. They're very nice vehicles. They're very well designed, very well engineered. I have no nothing bad to say about the vehicles. They're just not for me. Like if Toyota could do it, I believe that they would do it. <laughs> However, saying that they have this thing waiting in the wings, I think is disingenuous. I don't think it's true. I'd like to see their receipts on this. Now, they may have some small technology that if expanded out, to the size of a car battery, it could do 745 miles or 1,200 kilometers and have a 10-minute charge time, but they don't have it working yet. Uh, that would be my guess. Like They have some small test modules that if they put it in a big battery, yeah, maybe that would work theoretically, but they still haven't worked out all the kinks. I would be shocked if we saw this in a Toyota vehicle in the next couple of years. I just don't see it happen. If you are a Toyota fan, please don't. Don't email me because I said I, I that Toyotas weren't for me. They aren't. No matter what you say, I've already heard it from my friends, and I still don't care for them as a car. Moving on. Stellantis has – or do email me. I don't care. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Come on. <laughs> I'm still not going to like them, though. Stellantis has introduced their new EV platform. It is called STLA Medium. Now, according to Car and Driver, the STLA Medium will feature a 400-volt architecture, which is a weird choice because right now most vehicle manufacturers are moving towards an 800-volt architecture. And this is because the higher-voltage architectures, like what Hyundai has and what Lucid has, the 800-volt architecture could cost more, but I think Tesla's actually said that switching to a higher uh, voltage architecture would actually save them about $100 a car, but I wasn't able to find that, so I might be wrong. But let's just say that it costs manufacturers a little bit more to have a higher voltage car. What ends up happening is that higher voltage allows for batteries to charge faster, and it reduces heat because they can shrink the components and wires down, and it's more gentle on the battery. Now, we heard Peter Rawlinson a couple weeks ago talk about this when I played the clip from his Wall Street Journal interview. And I think, you know, based on Tesla's NACS standard that supports 500 volt and 1000 volt architectures. I think Tesla is heading that way as well. So it's weird to see a company like Stellantis start off with 400 volt, but there's a little bit more to that story. 
Carlos Taveras, who's the CEO of Stellantis, says that the STLA medium was designed to accept an 800-volt architecture, so they could switch between 4 and 8, apparently. They can also um, put different battery chemistries and different battery form factors, much like GM's doing with their Ultium platform. They can put that in this platform as well. So uh, it, it sounds like it's flexible. Although I will say, just kind of a side note here, GM is having a real hard time getting their vehicles out the door and they're, 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 you know, getting a few of the vehicles, uh, released, but then they're delaying other vehicles and it's, it's a whole thing. So I'm curious as if, uh, the way that they designed their platform to be so open and interchangeable isn't causing some problems for them in the short term, getting those vehicles out. If they, you know, if they just would have said this is going to be a 400 volt system and it's only going to accept these battery cells and that's it. If that was the case, you know, maybe they can get the cars out faster. I honestly don't know, but I'm just curious if that's uh, an issue. Anyway, let's move on to the STLA medium <laughs> uh, features. It'll be capable of do dual motors between 214 and 382 horsepower, a 98 kilowatt hour battery. 310 miles of range or 500 kilometers. And there'll also be a bigger battery with 435 miles of range or 700 kilometers. That is called the performance pack. There is going to be a smaller battery, but we don't know what size that battery will be, but it'll offer about 265 miles of range. It'll charge 20 to 80% in about 27 minutes. And we should see cars built on this platform somewhere in 2026. Stellantis said their goal is to sell all EVs in Europe by 2030. And I think they're going to start with the Peugeot uh, 3008. I, I hope that's what that car is called. In the same time period, they hope that half of their cars in the U.S. will be EVs. Now, I read some conflicting timelines for the STLA platform when it's going to be released sometime in 2026. I, I think that's a, that's a good firm number. I did see 2025 on one article, but that's, that's pretty close. Uh, that's cutting it pretty close. So 2026 seems to be the number that we'll, we'll use for that. Now, as a side note here, Stellantis unveiled the new Fiat 600e EV. It is not built on this new platform. It is built on their old platform. But this is a five-passenger vehicle. It offers 64 color combination ambient lighting. That is one of the features that I kind of like in the Hyundai's uh, EVs. And the key is that ambient light feature. It has massaging front seats, a 7-inch round instrument cluster, a 10.25-inch infotainment screen, 54-kilowatt-hour battery, which will give you 240 miles of range or 400 kilometers. Although Fiat says if you're driving around town, that'll give you 372 miles. Not really sure how you gain 132 miles just by driving around town. Uh, it'll cost 40,000 US dollars, which it won't be in the US. So it's actually 36,490 euros. This car looks really nice. There's one criticism that I have. If you look at it from the front, it looks like a little face and the headlights, uh, that look like eyes. It, the car looks very annoyed, but Bart, if you're listening and you haven't seen this vehicle, you should take a peek because it looks pretty cool. They're setting up pre-orders now. 
All right, everybody. It is a new month, so let's go ahead and take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters. And I'm just going to go newest to hold us here, so here we go. I want to thank Nick Charles, Electron Raceway Fabricator, Scott Jean, Chris Jamie, Mo Cowbell, Don Christopher, Stephen Alex Allen, Andrew Friendly Sleet 66, Joseph Jerbo, Jeffrey Steve, Bruce W, Isaiah Howard, Jessica Kirsch at youtube.com forward slash Jessica Kirsch, Bruce C, that's K-I-R-S-H for Jessica, Elon Muskie, Rolando, Tomaso, Tomaso, sorry, Ryan Chip, Chris Chip gave us a little uh, increase, so thank you very much for that, Chip, Dale, Don, Cameron, Nate, Mark, and James, thank you all for supporting this show. As you know, all of your money, your your patronage goes back into the show. None of the money goes in my own pocket to for living expenses or anything like that. Like my wife and I both have good jobs. You are paying you are literally paying for the show. And I appreciate each and every one of you for doing that. So thank you so much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, let's move on to our Tesla news. Tesla opened up their second supercharger station in Europe that features version four stalls. So V4 superchargers, they're black and white. They have longer cables. And because they're in Europe, they feature CCS2 connectors. All right, let's move on. The Model Y 7 seater option 
used to cost $3,000. So if you wanted seven seats in the Model Y, you paid an extra $3,000. Well, now you don't have to pay $3,000. All you have to pay is $2,500. Tesla has decreased the price by $500. I see a lot more people than I thought I would that have seven-seater Model Ys. You remember in 2016 when Elon said that every car sold from that point on, every Tesla sold from that point on, would be capable of driving itself at a level safer than a human, and it didn't quite happen that way? I mean, I believed him, but it's still, we're still not there. Elon was at an AI conference in China, and he said this, In terms of where Tesla is at this stage, I think we are very close to achieving full self-driving without human supervision. This is only speculation, but I think we'll achieve full self-driving, maybe what you would call four or five, I think, later this year. Now, my question to you folks is, do you believe any of this? Because, like, I will give Tesla right now they're hanging out at a level two plus which was a term that I heard a lot when I was at CES, when I would ask these automakers or these software makers where they're at. They're like, oh, we're level two plus. Uh, That's not a thing. It's just level two. But I will say Tesla's level two plus right now where they are. I I think they have a great product, but they're, they're not level three and they're definitely not level four. Do you think where Tesla is and where they'll be in the next few months, because we only have five more months before the end of the year, Do you think that Tesla can skip over level three and move right into level four? Um, I think that's going to be really hard to do. Like level four is fully autonomous in most cases, but the driver would have to take over in certain situations. And really that just means like weather. Um, It could mean that the vehicle's trained on certain roads and you would have to take over on roads where it wasn't trained. But that's level four. Level five is fully autonomous where the vehicle takes the car takes uh, care of the driving and the driver does not need to take over at any point. That's level five. If you guys have thoughts on this, email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. I'd appreciate that. Guys and gals, I don't mean to be exclusive. Speaking of full self-driving, Tesla really thinks that full self-driving is worth $15,000 in nearly every scenario. Um, There's a world where you can argue that they think it's a bargain at $15,000. If you listen to Elon, he keeps saying that nobody appreciates or understands the value that FSD enabled on your car has. It's He's, he's even said in the past that it could become an appreciating asset. He, he said those words. Well, you know where Tesla doesn't think FSD is very about valuable? When you're trading in the car to them and they have to buy it back. Uh, they don't take FSD to consideration hardly at all. Fred Lambert of Electric wrote up a little article on this. And if you go to the Tesla forums, you'll see people complaining about this all the time. Um, but he wrote this article because a lot of Electric's readers were frustrated in the value that Tesla gave them for their trade-in. So Fred Lambert has a 2018 Model 3 performance with FSD. He also lives in Canada because he's Canadian. Um, He entered in his information for Tesla to give him a quote on his vehicle. And this is what he put in there. For range or miles or kilometers, 
he drove, he, he's driven 47,152 kilometers, which is about 29,000 miles. They offered Fred 41,200 Canadian dollars, which is around 31,000 US dollars. He points out, and that's, that was with full self-driving. He points out that if someone was going to buy a new Model 3 performance, they would have to pay 73,000 Canadian dollars, which is around 55,000 US dollars. And to add FSD, that would cost 96,000 Canadian dollars or 72,000 US dollars. So I did a little search on Kelly Blue Book and I entered in Fred's information uh, about his car, not his personal information. I used my zip code and I said that the car was in very good condition because I, I would assume that that guy would take care of his stuff. And I got a private party price. So Kelly Book, Blue Book says, if you sold this car with FSD, private party, you're going to get between thirty four dollars and $39,000 US, which would be 45000 sorry, 45000 to 53000 Canadian dollars. So already over what they are offering on the trade-in. But that's, that's, that's for... Uh, that's for private party sale. The trade-in with Kelly Blue Book is 33,000 US to 38,000 US, which would be 43,000 Canadian to 49,000 Canadian. So right now, uh, it's better to trade it into somebody else because Tesla is offering below what uh, Kelly Blue Book is saying here in the United States with my zip code. I understand that there's a lot of flaws in, in this example that I'm giving you. Here's what I found interesting, though. On Kelly Blue Book, if you do it without full self-driving, uh, it's $32,000 to $37,000 private party, which is between forty two and 49000 Canadian. So that's about $2,000 cheaper without FSD than with FSD. So if you pay $15,000, now Fred Lambert did not pay 15000 or 19000 Canadian because he bought his at a time when FSD was cheaper. But if you pay $15,000 for a feature that in five years is worth $2,000, that does not seem like a very good use of your money to me. Now, if Tesla was like, hey, we'll give you an extra $8,000 for your vehicle because it has FSD, that's great. But here's the problem with that, is I'm pretty sure that Tesla takes your trade-in, removes FSD if you have it, and then sells it to somebody and offers them FSD for the new price. I feel like they're double-dipping. I think they've been in trouble for this before, or at least criticized for it. And I couldn't find any hard data to tell me that that was right. But I've been doing this podcast for a long time, and it sounds right. So, yeah, if you do a private party sale, that that FSD goes with the car, which if you're buying a used vehicle from a dealer, even if it's not Tesla, you should definitely make sure that if it says it has full self-driving, you get that in writing, that they're selling the car with full self-driving activated. Because another thing that I've learned when I've been doing this, since I've been doing this podcast is that people will buy a car thinking they get FSD. And in reality, they didn't get FSD. Anyway, the whole point is if, if you're going to uh, um, evangelize your feature and how valuable it is, 
But when it comes time for you to pay for that feature, because you got somebody else to pay for it, now you're saying how valuable it is, full self-driving, so valuable, so valuable. How do you justify not giving extra money, like a decent amount extra on the trade-in, especially when you're just going to remove full self-driving and you're going to make somebody pay for it again? How do you, how do you justify that? I... I I don't know. That that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. If you said full self-driving costs $15,000, but here's the thing. When you buy it, it's not worth crap. And excuse my language because I almost said a, a naughty word there. It's not worth anything. And people still paid $15,000 for it. Eh, I'm fine with that. But if you say this, this is worth $15,000, and by the way, it might appreciate in value when you own it, Oh, and also, you know, it's actually going to work the way we said it's going to work. It's not going to be in beta. It's actually going to achieve full self-driving, which hasn't happened yet. Then I, I don't have a problem with that. But that's not what's happening here is they're telling you it's worth it's worth $15,000 and people don't appreciate why it's worth $15,000. And then when it's their turn to pay up, they're not paying up. And they're not owning up to the fact that they promised a whole bunch of people full self-driving in a way that they have not achieved yet. And those people have either sold their vehicles and bought new Teslas, or they've sold their vehicles and bought other cars, and they never got what they paid for. That's the kind of stuff that bothers me. Like, I don't think Tesla's a bad company. I don't think they're evil or any of that nonsense. But when they do stuff like this, I think that it's, I think it's wrong. I don't, I think that, that they should not be, Elon should not be saying the things that he says about, about full self-driving because their wishes, if you notice in his little speech and I have to scroll all the way back up to the top here, he says uh, in terms of where Tesla is at the stage, blah, blah, blah. He says, this is only speculation. So there's his out. Like he, he gives himself an out right there. So he's making big promises of level four, level five by the end of the year, only speculation. So if he's wrong, it's not a big deal. I, I, I don't know. Like there are people who still think that Teslas drive the, drive themselves and they don't. And they do a, a pretty good job. Like I just have autopilot on my car and it does a pretty good job of, of the features that it was promised. And I'm, I'm really happy with that. But if I bought FSD and it fell way short of what was promised, I wouldn't be so happy about it. All right. I got to move off this topic because I'm just rambling and rambling and rambling here. Let's see here. Uh, let's talk about referral programs. Initially, uh, when Tesla was a, a young company, they had a pretty great referral program. And then they kind of had a, a, a kind of a terrible program. And then they had no referral program and then a bunch of random referral programs and then no referral program again. And now they have a really good referral program again, in, in my opinion. And this latest round of revisions for the referral program, Tesla has the, they have what's called the, the refer and earn program. So if you refer somebody with your Tesla code, the buyer gets $500 cash back on their vehicle. If it's a Model 3 or Model Y, they get three months of free full stealth driving. And then you, as the referrer, get 10,000 credit points to buy Tesla stuff. Some of that could be full self-driving. That could be, you know, Tesla mud flaps, whatever. There's a bunch of Tesla stuff that you can buy. If someone buys a Model S or Model X, the buyer gets $1,000 off that vehicle, three months of full self-driving, and you get $20,000 credit. 
to buy Tesla stuff. And there's even there's even uh, a tier for solar roof, but nobody's buying a solar roof, so I'm not even going to read that. This program is available in the United States, China, Germany, France, Canada, Mexico, Hong Kong, and Singapore. All right, we're almost done here, I promise. Executives from Tesla and 16 other China, Chinese automakers have had a signing ceremony at the China Auto Forum in Shanghai. Now, you may be asking yourself, what were they celebrating? What was the ceremony all about? The manufacturers have agreed to avoid abnormal pricing in China and maintain fair competition, which just basically means Hey, let's stop all these price wars. It's hurting business. So here are the details to their non-biting agreement. They are going to adhere to industry rules and regulations, regulate marketing activities, maintain fair competition, and not disrupt fair competition with abnormal pricing. They're going to pay attention to marketing and uh, publicity methods, not exaggerate or false or use false uh, publicity to attract attention or gain new customers. They're going to put quality first and improve lives with high-quality products and services. They're going to promote, promote core socialist values, actively fulfill social responsibilities, and take on the heavy responsibility of maintaining steady growth, strengthening confidence, and preventing risks. Now, the last three things that we talked about, I think those are fine. The The problem I have is this thing with the abnormal pricing. In the United States, I'm pretty sure we would call this price fixing. I'm not a lawyer, but I was like, what is price, right? what does price fixing mean? And uh, I, I went to justice.gov and looked up price fixing, and here's what I found. Price fixing is an agreement amongst competitors to raise, fix, or otherwise maintain the price at which their goods or services are sold. It is not necessary that the competitors agree to charge exactly the same price or that every competitor in a given industry join the conspiracy. Price fixing can take uh, many forms, and any agreement that restricts pricing competition violates the law. Other examples of price fixing uh, agreements include the following. Establish or adhere to price discounts. Hold prices firm. Eliminate or reduce discounts. Adopt a standard formula for computing prices. Maintain certain price differentials between different types, sizes, or quantities of products. Adhere to a minimum fee, price, or schedule. Uh, fix Credit terms, not advertised prices. In many cases, participants in a, in a price-fixing conspiracy will also establish some type of policy mechanisms, or excuse me, policing mechanisms to make sure that everybody adheres to this agreement. Now, this is in China, not in the United States. U.S. law does not um, apply to China. However, in some situations, when it comes to business and the and the people who live in China, it does feel like China has, in some cases, it feels like more stringent laws than the United States to protect consumers. I have no idea how this is legal in China. Again, not a lawyer, and I'm also not an expert in Chinese law, but man, uh, that seems crazy because there was this huge... Uh, EV price war going on in China, and 
obviously that was hurting some people's businesses, you know, not every, you can't race the, the racing to the bottom is not, not a good goal in, in any business, right? You might be able to maintain that for a little bit to run your competitors out, which is, you know, not a nice thing to do either, but eventually you're going to have to raise prices because you'll go out of business yourself. Uh, so yeah, uh, I just found that odd. Let's move on to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration because they have asked Tesla to give them some updated data on an investigation the agency is looking into, which concerns 830,000 of Tesla's vehicles using autopilot. Uh, this still concerns, as far as I can tell, uh, cars using autopilot crashing into emergency vehicles. Uh, I thought this was settled, but apparently it's not. So, Tesla has until July 19th to respond. I'll report back to you as we get more information on this. But yeah, I wonder I wonder if there's new information that came out and and the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration is like, "Oh, we got to look at this new in- information." Or if it's because Tesla implemented Tesla Vision, which is only cameras and they removed the radar radar and stuff. I I genuinely thought this was a done deal but apparently it's not we have one more story and it also involves the national highway transportation safety administration they're reopening an investigation in unintended acceleration when it comes to tesla vehicles now this initial investigation was solved uh, because in every case the national highway transportation safety administration was like oh these are false claims uh every situation was user error now, Ronald Belt of Minnesota has submitted a petition for them to reinvestigate this based on some information about Tesla's inverter design, which has recently come available. There was a website or a YouTube guy named the website or YouTube channels named Auto Evolution. They tore down Tesla's inverter to get a better understanding of the components and how the inverter works. And based on that information from Auto Evolution, uh, what's this guy's name? Roland Belt decided that there was a flaw in the inverter's design. And according to Belt, the inverter design flaw looks like this. The inverter allows intermittent higher electrical current to flow through the vehicle's 12-volt battery. This sudden spike in additional voltage draw could be triggered by demand for extra power from an accessory, preventing Tesla's diagnostic system to identify it as a fault. And then that's when the unintended acceleration comes in. Now, Jason Hughes who I don't know who this person is. I don't know who any of these people are. He's known, I guess, for working on Tesla battery packs and other Tesla hardware. He does not believe this is true. And here's what he had to say. Tesla's accelerator pedal power, while derived from the 12-volt system, is using two independent isolated 5-volt supplies. There's no way for a fault in that system to create the correct signals for a full acceleration. It is not possible. If somehow the 12-volt system were so low, it caused the isolated 5-volt supplies and their capacitors to drop below the expected voltages, that sag, that sagged the entire curve of the dual sensors leading to a pedal fault that would lead to a pedal fault, not a full acceleration. 
And then Hacker Green, the only who we talk about on this podcast often, says that you know the claims to, in this petition could easily be verified or not. Uh, someone just needs a spare inverter controller printed circuit board, and they could figure this out. And I would say not anybody because not this guy. I have zero clue what to do with it. My cats would have a better idea what to do with this than I would. But I'm glad there's out there people out there looking into this. Like, do I think that unintended acceleration is a thing in Teslas? Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of people who claim unintended acceleration. Um, I don't know if it's it's real or not, but uh, there's so, there's enough people who say that it happens that I think maybe it could happen. Do I believe that it, the inverter is the cause? I don't know if auto evolution has any... <laughs> I don't know what their experience level is. I don't know what their knowledge is. I don't know what they're doing when they're looking at this inverter. I don't know if they're what I don't know if they know what they're talking about. I am happy that we do have a government that will investigate these kind of claims. Like if this is a real thing, I'd rather them catch it now rather than later. I have a feeling the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration isn't going to find anything and that'll be that. Speaking of that being that, this podcast was not supposed to last 37 minutes. So let's go ahead and end it here. I want to thank everybody for listening. If you have questions or comments, please email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. I've been getting some really good emails lately. So thank you very much. Keep them coming. You can also find me on Twitter at 918digital. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And I will talk to you on Tuesday or Wednesday morning, something like that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.